Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. shenanigans. These are stories to surprise, encourage, redirect, and sometimes turn life upside down all in the name of love. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a creative, a feminist, and a pastor. I invite you to join me on this unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Today's episode is called Lights, Action, Calm. In this week's Bible story, we move from the calling of the fishermen to a story of teaching and healing found in Mark 1, verses 21 through 28. An important note about the perspective and tone of the gospel according to Mark is that Mark's gospel is a fast-paced and action-packed story. For Mark, action represents the substance of the gospel. For Mark, the whole story of Jesus needs to be told. For Mark, Jesus' death and resurrection are not the only examples of good news and good story. For Mark, every movement of Jesus' life is important to be shared as the grace and the gospel message. And so we hear a story, a fisherman being called by Jesus to use their fishing skills, no longer to fish for fish, but people. And so Jesus and his new disciples go to where the people are, the temple where there is a crowd amazed at the authority in which Jesus teaches. In chapter one of this gospel, Jesus is making an impact. The crowds are shocked with his wisdom. When a man said to have an unclean spirit says, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Before I tell you about Jesus' response to this man with the unclean spirit, there is an important context that needs to be explained. In scripture, when a person is said to have an unclean spirit, it is understood differently now than when this term unclean spirit was written. In today's perspective, with a greater understanding of physical and mental health, the descriptive term of unclean spirit or possessed 
is generally defined as a mental health illness. In some cases, like in this story, there seems to be both an issue of mental illness as well as something physical. As the man's body convulses, when Jesus says in response, be silent and come out of him. So Jesus confidently speaks, the man yells, convulses, and then he's calm. Where there was disquiet and chaos, there is peace and wholeness. The crowd and disciples are astounded by Jesus. This won't be the first or last time this astonishment happens. Who is this man that has the ability to speak and heal with such great confidence? Jesus is the talk of the town. I can't help but wonder how the disciples of Jesus must have felt in this moment. Yes, they were on board to follow Jesus, to become students of this wise rabbi. But this rabbi, this man, is more of a mystery than they had first thought. They see him help a man from chaos and illness to calm and wholeness in six little words. Be silent and come out of him. Yes, Jesus is the talk of the town, and this word will spread everywhere. The world then was filled with chaos and illness and was in great need of calm and wholeness. This Jesus had a gift, and this gift was just what they and the world were in need of. Real good news. Not long ago, a friend asked me the story of how I became a pastor. When asked the question, I thought, do they want the one-minute version or the entire chronicle? In the moment, I did my best to keep it brief. But the story of my calling is one that has many chapters and many detours. However, in light of this calling story from Mark 1, as well as the account of Jesus bringing wholeness out of chaos, I feel compelled to tell you the holy shenanigans story that began my journey in becoming a pastor. But like I said, the story is long and winding and over many years. But nonetheless, the place it started was when I won some tickets to a concert. I had been listening on the radio, the Christian radio station, because they were giving away tickets to a concert I wanted to go to. I called the number and it was busy. I called again, still busy, and again, and again, and again. When the voice of the DJ said excitedly, congratulations, you are the winner of the concert tickets. To my great disbelief, I'd won. I hung up the phone and then called my boyfriend to see if he would go with me to pick up the tickets and go to the concert at the end of the week. He agreed, and our date was set. The day of the concert arrived, and we drove to the little radio station, picked up the tickets, and drove to the college just north of us for the show. To this day, I don't really recall why I had wanted to go to this concert so much. I didn't even know the musician's work. But there was this feeling that I needed to go. And so through the event of winning the tickets, I got there. The singer's name was Scott Wesley Brown. And in the days of glam rock and big hair, his presentation was quite plain. No fancy leather jacket, no Aussie hairspray, big hair. He was simple in his appearance as he walked to the center of the stage, stood in front of the microphone. He had no light show or backup singers. He was wearing jeans, a sweater, and a big acoustic guitar. 
if you were to ask me today what song of Mr. Brown's that resonated, I'd probably have to Google the music to jog my memory. But there was a phrase he said, a phrase that is still etched in my heart, soul, and mind. He said, Jesus has no body on earth except yours. You and I are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. I had grown up in a tradition where altar calls were used to hold space for prayer, for confession, for healing, and more. In some cases, the lights and spectacle of a Christian concert of the day were used to curate or maybe manipulate the space of that altar call. But as I share this experience at this concert, it's important for me to say that there was no flash used that day. The only thing I remember besides the bearded man in jeans and a sweater in front of a microphone with the acoustic guitar were his words, You and I are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. I don't remember a dramatic plea. There was no one asking me to raise my hand. All I could hear were the words, You are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. As my heart pounded and whooshed in my ears and I wept, but not out of fear or shame, but out of the truth of those words, This man, dressed simply, singing beautifully, gently affirmed me in the beginning glimmer of my sense of being called to be a pastor. Keep in mind that this very first calling experience took place 26 years before I would officially be ordained as a Lutheran pastor. This story of calling is one that will take a long time to tell in full. And for today, this beginning story is all that is needed. Over the 26-year journey of my calling to become an ordained pastor, these words of Mr. Brown spoke confidence and calm to me. In a church system at that time, that my only path as a woman in ministry was missions. And so 26 years ago, I thought that I would be a missionary because that looked to be the straightest line to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. It turned out that my journey to ordain ministry was anything but a straight line. Throughout all the jobs, education, opportunities, and interactions with people over 26 years, there always was a place where the calm and wholeness of Jesus was needed. Jesus' community was in need of wholeness and calm. My community is in need of wholeness and calm. Your community is in need of wholeness and calm. And this truth, this use of who we are, all of who we are to embody Jesus in the world without light shows and flash is really good news. The questions I have for you this week are centered in the human experience of chaos to calm and uncertainty to confidence. In the gospel lesson, we hear of Jesus' healing of a man who is ill in mind and body. In this story, we hear of these novice disciples asking, who is it that we're following? In my personal story of call, you hear my fledgling response to the call, the only body of Jesus on earth is yours. A call and response that has been with me for 26 years. As you think of your own life, 
and even if you consider this conversation only in terms of seeking calm in the chaos of life, where do you see your role in growing calm, confidence, and healing? Where are you needed, all of you, in your community and the world? We might not realize it, but we all have a microphone at center stage waiting for us. The question is, what will we say and what will we do once we get there? This week's poem is called, There Is. There is a stage made just for you, a microphone, a spotlight, you stand. There is a room where work awaits, a desk, a chair, your place. There is a house that will be a home, a kitchen, a basement, your throne. There is a person, yes, it's you, a heart, a mind, one, only, true. There is a life that calls your name each day, each moment, is yours to claim. There is a body, uniquely yours, walk confidently, work beauty in every corner of the world. My name is Tara and this is Holy Shenanigans. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Until next time, remember your hands and your feet, your heart and your mind. All of you is needed. Your confidence and your calm. You are the good news the world needs to hear. Thank you.